the fem fem feed the fem feed the fem feed the fem fem feed the fem feed oh hi i get your life It's your girl, Allison Avena here, and I'm here with the beautiful, amazing Neo Matos. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Can you say hi to my listeners? Hey, listeners. What's up? Yeah. It's Nia here. Hey, yay. Hey, hey, okay. Hey. <laughs> so we're just going to jump right on in. Who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm Nia. I... I'm from Teaneck. I'm a student mm-hmm. right now. I go to Bergen Community College. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do? I mean, right now that's all I do. I'm dancing, looking for work. You know, mm-hmm. that's a struggle. Right. Days. <laughs> Adulting is real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a real struggle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I do. Um, I'm working on a little modeling. Nice. Trying to get into that business and that industry. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. I I could definitely see you as a model. So that that would be the correct avenue or one of the ventures that you tap into. Thanks. So this next question I ask all my guests and I'm going to answer the question as well. So... What, how did we meet and what was our original take on each other? What do we think about each other? <laughs> <laughs> well, I honestly don't know if you'll remember this. Oh, okay. But oh. I, I came to Five Star. You did? Once. <gasps> like back when you guys were on Teaneck Road. Yeah, like, yeah, by yeah. The liquor store. Well, right, the liquor store. Yeah, liquor uh-huh. store. Yeah. They were next to us though. They just moved there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I came there and I like took a ballet class and like the teacher really? was like kinda mean. Oh. And but I remember coming out and it was you and you were like, Oh, just come back anytime. Like oh. you were so nice. Like, you were <laughs> so like, like welcoming me. and inviting. I was like, Oh my god, like I wish you were teaching the ballet oh. class. But, yeah. And then after that, I didn't really know that you were Allison. And mm-hmm. then I seen you in Terpsies. Yeah. And I didn't really put two and two together until, uh, like, a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I was wait, like, like wait. <laughs> I was like, that was Allison this whole oh time. Oh, my gosh. So mm-hmm. we, we were, like, already connected. Yeah. But you didn't know. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, my take on you, uh, or... How we met was through Terpsies from, I don't remember that time, but that definitely sounds like me. That's something I do. But um, I remember my girl Jalila, she would always like rave about you. And I'm like, oh, who's Nia? Actually, you know what? I'm lying. The first time I experienced you was um, a year I came, I think my first year coming back and actually being involved in Terpsies because I usually would just help backstage. I remember you were in Bergen Pack because you had this red hair and one of um, my dance babies who's uh, 
an adult and a friend of mine now, Tori, Tori Carr, who is on the podcast. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, she was like, oh, I'm going to go do Nia's hair. I'm like, where are you going? She's like, I got to do Nia's hair. And I'm like, who's Nia? And then I saw you and I was like, oh, she's so cute. I was like, okay. And then when I came back the following year and I actually like choreographed, then I was able to work with you. I was like, oh, I want to work with her. Um, I definitely want to use her. Well, I think, actually, it was the second year. My first year, I didn't use you. But my second year, I used you. Um, because Jalila said how good you danced. And I was like, okay, let me check her out. And then I remember you would just be so quiet. But you had this <laughs> grace about you. Even though, like, you were doing, like, fast movement. And you learned the dances really well. And you turned. You, like, turned like a top. And... <laughs> It was the way you the way you did the dances were always very graceful, even if it was a hard dance. And I like that quality about you. And you just were so so sweet. Excuse me. You were just super sweet. So I was just like, yeah, I like her. I liked you. I always liked you. So I thought you were like really pretty and super sweet and just dope. (laughs) And that Tori co-signed on you and I trust her. I was like, oh, yeah, I like her. You know, we didn't have too many deep conversations or connections then, but I had a good feeling about you. I always had a good feeling about you. So now that we work together with the company, it's even more magnified and it has it has facts to it because i actually know now (laughs) and i've always thought like you were just like so hilarious thank you so funny like i don't know you're just always so happy and like jolly i just i know it's it's fun to be around you oh thank you thank you okay so let's get let's tap into your childhood how was your childhood like Honestly, I had a good childhood. Mm. I'm not even going to lie. Like Nice. Yeah, there was not much like of struggle that at least I knew about. Mhm. Um we always seemed like to be be good, you know. Right. Um I think a lot of that like came down to my grandfather and um I don't know. I feel like without him, my life would be like a lot different yeah. now, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was, like, our cushion, but, like, um, yeah, I had a good childhood. I'm not going to lie. I think I was, like, a little spoiled. Mm -hmm. Most teenage people are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, spoiled and, like, a little babied from my dad. Like, my mom always says now, like, your dad always used to baby you. Like, he used to, like, you know, like, strain the pasta sauce so it had no onions in it and, like, things like that. I was just, like, so picky and he was just always, like, I don't know, I was, like, daddy's girl, so. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Well, I'm sure it's probably helped you in ways and harmed you in some ways, so. Yeah. But that's that's a life of a spoiled kid. I I know about that life too well. (laughs) (laughs) It's a teenage thing. We all go through it. Yeah. Um, What was it like growing up with a legendary family? It's funny you, like, put it that way Mm because it never really felt like that. Right. You know, like, I mean... I knew, like, my grandfather was, like, famous, and, like, mm-hmm. this song is famous, and, um, I don't know, it just never really, like, hit me like that, like, maybe, like, you know, even we used to have, um, 
a celebrity golf tournament. Oh, but it really? was never like crazy big celebrities. Like mm-hmm. I remember um Tommy from Martin oh, was there okay. and like Tommy. Yeah, like people like <laughs> Who were famous, but not, like, A-listers or, like, mm-hmm. even B-listers, I don't yeah. think. But, like, some famous people, and, like, he would have that. And, like, I remember I went with him to the late show when I, like, got to be backstage, and I was in the green room. Oh, and wow. I was, like, seeing people, and then the musicians would, like, talk to me and all that. And it was, like, cool oh. and all that. And then... Like, afterwards, I'd be with my grandfather, and people would come up, like, asking for signatures and pictures, right. and I'm just like, like, oh. You're just grandpa. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're grumpy. Like, why are people asking you for pictures? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was, it's cool, like, yeah, yeah it, it's really cool, honestly. And yeah. then the perks that, obviously, like, come with him being well off. Right. And, like, being able to provide for... My mom and my aunt and uncle, and then, right. so it just like trickled down basically. Yeah, so. the um, generational wealth basically yeah. comes down, which we all should be um, leaning more towards as like a collective group in the black community. We should be like passing down wealth and experiencing that Definitely. as other cultures do, but we don't do too much, so that's good. Can you tell mm-hmm. us who your grandfather grandfather was and oh, what? Yeah. Um, was some of his most legendary music uh yeah um his name was benny king Mm -hmm. i feel like people always confused him with bb king yeah yeah (laughs) but no ben e king (laughs) and um stand by me was like his most famous song like Mm -hmm. Uh, there's like a Spanish version that I always oh, hear really? and like yeah it's on commercials and, and like they made the movie about mm. it or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. stand by me um I know it's sad I haven't even seen it oh but. it's okay girl <laughs> I mean eventually I'm sure you will like yeah, you know once life quiets it. down and you have different interests you'll be like okay let me dip back into my past yeah but um I know he was like a part of the drifters for okay. like a few years and then, like, after that, like, he went solo and um, Spanish Harlem by him. I really like that song. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Supernatural, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, and when you hear these songs now, does it make you think of him? Definitely. Like, it's nice to always, like, be able to hear his voice Mm -hmm. and, like, hear him sing and all the music that's, like, left behind. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes I do get a little emotional, like, hearing it, but it's nice to hear it, especially, like, if I don't expect to hear it and Mm -hmm. I just, like, I'm out and they start playing it, I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, like, Like, hey. (laughs) Yeah, there you go again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he's never really left Mm -hmm. because just for listeners, he passed away, what was it, maybe three years ago or four? Yeah, going on three, 2015. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that hard on your family? How was it for you? It was really hard on my family. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like an unexpected thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm kind of always accepting of death. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really like afraid of it. And like, oh, that's cool. That's yeah, it's <laughs> actually good. It's freeing when you think that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have that fear. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, like, I mean, it brought us together in a way, mm-hmm. but, like, in the end, like, was the the main reason that, like, we're so split now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like him being gone, like, he was kind of like the glue, the glue in the yeah. whole situation, and, like, now there's just tension and shade yeah. being thrown and just, like, right. a lot going on. Oh, that sucks. Well, yeah. hopefully as the years pass by, like, you know, everyone will realize the importance of family and why you guys have each other in the first place. Exactly. And sometimes those wounds just take time to, like, heal. So I'm throwing that positive energy your way thank into you, your family's way. You. I know it's going to happen. It'll take time, but it'll, it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm confident that it will, too. Right, you know. So, we're going to jump into the next question. Was being a pretty little red-headed black girl hard growing up for you? Um, not hard at mm-hmm. all. Just kind of, um, how do I put this? Um, I was always, I always felt like, uh, like I'm just like an item, like, or like people are looking at me like in a museum or something. They're oh, just like, wow. Oh, like, an I've object. never, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like people are like, oh my God, like they would talk about me and I'm standing right there. Right. Like, Where'd she get the hair person. from? Or like, it was just like, did you dye your hair? Mm. And I'd be like 12 years old or something. Like, and I'm like, no, I didn't dye my hair. But I'm so shy. Yeah. As a kid, I was like painfully shy at Aww. one point. And like, I don't know. I was just like, I didn't really see the what like what others saw in my hair like what Mm -hmm. why it was so special like right why it being red was like such a big thing yeah and like for the longest i know i wanted to dye my hair and experiment with all these colors and my mom just was like no like no Mm. you can't dye your hair like people pay good money for that yeah (laughs) i'm just like i don't i don't get it Mm -hmm. but like there was that and there was like people like would question like oh what are you like you have to be mixed right i mean like i am but like why does it Matter. have to be like mixed because right. i think the hair is from my black side right so me being mixed would have nothing to do with it right because mm-hmm. my mom has a cousin who had red hair as well oh okay so yeah it's it's definitely ignorance it's mm-hmm. you know whenever my experience with like growing up with very pretty light skin girls or if they had like a hazel eye like they had an attribute that was different and unique it was kind of like what you're saying like they were just objectified like oh what's that oh let me touch that oh, yeah. why are you like this why are you like this and it's just like there's a human being you're talking to, you know what I mean? Is that I'm not here for your your pleasure or for you to figure out what the heck I am. Like I know who I am and I'm just here, you know? Yeah. It's it I can imagine that it's just very difficult, you know? Not I mean cuz also people mean well when they say it, but Definitely, it yeah. doesn't come off that way all the time cuz it's just like 
especially if you're shy, you just want to kind of fit in and blend in with everyone. Yeah, and then when it's like all the time, it's just yeah. like, I'm so sick of hearing. Right. It's like, thank you, but... Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah, I didn't know that. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. thanks for that tip. So... Awesome. Thank you for sharing that experience because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the listeners would um, relate to that. Actually, my best friend, her sister, she unfortunately passed earlier this year or possibly last year. I think it was last year. She was um, very fair and had red hair, too, and freckles. And you have freckles, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I know for her experience, you'd always say like people would just constantly always talk about it. And it's just like this random thing that is like um just just like one of those um beautiful hiccups that happen and everyone's just talking about it and it just gets annoying it's like what Mm -hmm. like why do you keep talking about this particular thing so yeah i think people will be able to relate hope so yeah i think so they're out there they're out there (laughs) (laughs) so how important is dance in your life dance is very important in my life Mm. like honestly like i can't see a life without dance oh wow just because it comes like so naturally yeah yeah um yeah i'll hear music and even if i'm just sitting there like my body will start moving mm-hmm. on its own. Like, yeah, like, it's just, yeah. And then when I'm upset, like, I'll go dance mm-hmm. to a song and then I'll feel like a hundred times better. Right. Like, nothing even happened. Yeah. So it's just like, not only is it like fun and it's like, it's what I love doing, it's mm-hmm. like a coping mechanism and it's right. like something you can always do. Like, you don't need anything to dance. Exactly. You know? So. Yeah, oh, it's I just love like, that. Yeah. <laughs> dance is, it's therapeutic. I, it I feel is. like it's therapeutic, especially to dancers. It's like, it can get you out of a bad situation. It can get you out of a good situation mm-hmm. or just get you in a place where you need to not think, you know, right. just do. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it for that reason, too. Uh, what are your goals in life? My goals in life. I want to um, open a dance studio, actually. Nice. Um, I want to buy some property. I want to, like... I just want to invest my money Mm. in smart ways. Come on now. That will allow me to work smart and not hard, you know? Like, I don't want, like, Mm -hmm. to be, like, slaving for the rest of my life to, like, pay the bills and to do that. I want to have, like, you know... Like income on the side, like right. passive income that I don't mm-hmm. really have to worry about, and just have things I can fall back on, like just right. in case. And yeah, I just I want to just have a big family and mm. have a successful business, yeah. and just like I don't know, see the world. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. No, that's dope. Yeah. I love those goals. How important is fashion style in your life? Hmm. (laughs) I would say, like, it's important, Mm -hmm. but at this point in my life, like, I guess you could say it's not so important. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I'm all about comfort. 
come on now so, yeah <laughs> i will be bummy like yeah i don't care like i'll go to the mall bummy like mm-hmm. i don't like understand having to dress up all the time right like who am i dressing up for <laughs> i mean like i get it some people like yourself, really like enjoy it, yeah. like, being, mm-hmm. like looking nice and you know dressing up for themselves but Mm -hmm. i mean that's just not me like if i'm comfy like i'm chilling i'm good Mm -hmm. but i do think that your style like says a lot about you and how you carry yourself and how people perceive you because first impressions are like everything yeah and like yeah if you don't have the right outfit if your shoes look crazy yeah or something you know and if it's like something like you're going to someplace that matters and they're gonna judge you mm-hmm. so i don't That's know true. yeah i mean I if i was in the public eye mm-hmm. or something like that then i'd definitely be like wearing cute outfits all the time right. and like mm-hmm. showing out but for right now like what's the point you know yeah. like unless it's an event or something right yeah no i like i, I like that answer yeah because there are people like I know from the past of what I know from you, like, you do put on outfits very well. Like, you know how to put things together and stuff like that. So you do have a sense of fashion and style. But um, it's nice to see that you, in your evolution, you've kind of changed the direction of what that is. Like, okay, I'll do that, you know, when I have to, you know? It's not something a part of my life like everyday life because it used to be Mm -hmm. like especially in high school like the competition with the girls right oh yeah you know who looks better and who has the designers Mm -hmm. so i used to like really like not dress up but i used to get fly as people would say Mm -hmm. i guess but then i just stopped caring and i got lazy yeah (laughs) i know girl i know that life too well i know it so yeah, I could definitely relate to that yeah. as well. <laughs> so, what was the most exciting thing to date you have ever experienced? That's so hard. <laughs> that I've ever experienced to date. Mm-hmm. That's a deep one. It is a deep mm-hmm. one because Like and it's a lot of years too. It's twenty one years. Oh man. Like I guess you can say this um performance that we did at Ailey. Oh yes. I oh, was yes. just really excited. Oh you because were. I haven't like performed in a long time. Mm-hmm, and, that's true. You know, we're at Ailey, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like I fake made it. I feel yeah. like you know, I made it to Ailey. Like right. even if it's just this one dance, right. like I was just like happy Aww. to be dancing like in front of people oh, and just that's like so good. performing again. Yeah, it was just really exciting. It just mm-hmm. made me feel like I I like I know where I'm going. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm so glad that that experience gave that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. So let's jump into the next. How important is the relationship with your mother to you? Um it's really important. It's like Unfortunately, I don't have the best relationship with my mom. Same. But... (laughs) (laughs) We're out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I feel like if I ever were to like need her for anything, she'd mm. definitely oh, be absolutely. there. You know what I'm saying? Like I can always count on her no matter what. Mm-hmm. I know that. Like I feel like she should know that about me. Like I'll always be there for her if she right. needs me. And um, like I'm not the easiest person to like, or I don't open up easily. Right, right, right. So even though like she's my mom, I just I don't know. I still just don't open up mm-hmm. very easily. So like that's I that's where I feel like um our weakness lies like yeah. kind of in like the communication area. Right. Just because I don't know like. You know, moms can be like moms or they can be like friends right. sometimes. And it's like when you want them to be a friend. The moms come out. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like it just ruins your flow. And I'm The just flow, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't really like get with it. It's so true. But. That happens to me a lot with my yeah. mom. I'm like, and my friend said it, um, Takla, on a podcast uh, last season on the femme feed she was like i think it's i'm afraid to be vulnerable with my mom and i was like that's Mm. it i know it was deep i was Mm. like that's it i didn't realize that that's what it was because i thought it was just this tension or whatever but it's like because once you reveal that part of yourself you're you're unprotected you know and they know everything about you they know what they observe from you and when they come from that mom's perspective it's almost like an attack Mm -hmm. you're just like no I don't want you to analyze me I want you to be here for me right so it's like it doesn't feel safe to be that vulnerable and you also have sympathy for them you don't want them to feel like they always have to worry about you too so it's just all this craziness and i was like exactly. that's it that makes so much sense right oh my god right wow she dropped that gem i was mm-hmm. like yes take love like yeah i don't think i think i'm afraid to be vulnerable and i could feel it like i'll come in the room and i'll try to like i'm like i'm gonna talk today you know, <laughs> like, right. today's going to be the day I'm going to talk. And then you say something and then the mom comes out and you're like, but that's not where we were going. And then At just all. like, right. Like, let me go like, like <laughs> straight left. Mm-hmm. Let me just let me just leave here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I so get that. What is the relationship between you and your brother like uh that's a weird one Mm. it's like (laughs) like i've always wanted a sister oh (laughs) (laughs) me too i got boys yeah always wanted a sister and like people say like oh having a brother is so cool like uh, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I guess it's mm-hmm. cool when I'm in high school and, like, the older kids know me. Right. Because your brother, like, yeah. Mm-hmm, True. I'm like Drew's little sister. So, mm-hmm. like, everybody knows me. Yeah. Like, at that time, yeah, it was cool. Like, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I feel like we, we get along, but, like, we're just two different people. Mm. 
who don't really know that much about each other. Oh, nice. So, nice I observation. Feel like there's like always misunderstandings, and we just were never like really on the same page, right? About things like just the way we think is just like totally different. Wow. And like, I don't know. It's like he never shows like interest in like mm. knowing more about my life, and right. I I mean I guess I I don't really show interest in his life either, right? But. I don't know. It's been weird. Like, he moved out not too long ago. Oh, wow. So, like, him being gone. I mean, I don't really miss him. Yeah, because you didn't have that connection. Yeah. So, I mean, I... Not that I wish that we had, like, that type of, oh, I can talk to you about anything. Mm -hmm. But just, like, just, like, knowing more about you. you Right. Like, I don't even know... I don't know, like, anything that you, you like or... I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, so. I, I could relate. My older brother, we just butt heads. We've always have. Mm. I've, and I've always adored him. But it got to a point where it was just getting very toxic. And I had to make a decision just not to be a part of that toxicity. So, you know, I just pretty much stopped talking and stopped trying. And we don't know much about each other. And there's like this huge wall. And it's just a lot of negativity that I rather not deal with. Um, but I also am hopeful. I feel like as the years go by, like there'll be that avenue. Cause I also see now that there's an opening for him, but I'm also very sensitive too. So like I can't take his type of personality. I can't really, we don't mesh well. So I either have to come in knowing that he's this way and accept him for who he is and meet him where he is at, Mm -hmm. which I'm not ready to do um, without being affected by it. Yeah. So once I'm at that place, I think we'll be able to connect. So I could relate with that, too, with just not being close. My younger brother's a different story. I can talk to him. We can hang out when he you know finally does want to hang out but we can always talk and we have like a nice opened I feel mature relationship but with the older one it's yeah I feel like that older brother Mm. like relationship it's never like that strong yeah I don't know I I think it's mixed I have a theory like it's mixed with a little animosity because we came in and we changed the whole trajectory of how the parents react because you're a girl he's a boy but he's the firstborn but you're not treated like the second child or the middle child you're almost treated like the first child because you're a girl Mm -hmm. so it's just weird like they don't embrace that I mean, just from my experience of what I I, I got, like my, my brother, this is a funny story, but <laughs> we used to live in the Bronx mm-hmm. and um, he wanted to go out and play. <laughs> and I was like a newborn and my mom's like, no, because, you know, Allison's here, you know, she's a baby. I can't bring her out. He was like, just throw her in the incinerator. In the Bronx. Yes, in the Bronx. You know, in New York, we have, like, 
the trash chute is called the incinerator. Like, I think the old school way of how incinerators were built, there are these chutes and you, you put your garbage there and then they burn it on the bottom. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but oh I mean, what, I know when we were growing up, it just was like a trash chute and it went to like a big garbage or whatever. But he said, throw her in the incinerator, incinerator, like that's your problem. So let's get rid of it and let's go. So, yes, yes. So I oh was just God. disposable. So that that's a funny story i mean he was a kid but it's like wow like, mm-hmm. that's that's how you thought of me like you don't want to protect me okay thank you right. but yeah it's it's weird i could definitely relate um with the older brother thing so yeah. high school sweethearts okay so you're with maddie who was also was also in terpsies the mm-hmm. dance club we were all associated with um how have you and Madison connected, or how did you connect, excuse me, and when did you know that he was the one for you? Um, well, it's actually funny, because I used to, like, really dislike him. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, I kind of knew of him in, like, middle school. I heard he was, like, obnoxious, mm-hmm. and, and, like, just extra, and... Like, I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling him. Mm-hmm. And we always used to, like, butt heads because all our friends hung out together. Mm-hmm. So we would always end up, like, in the same group. Right. And, yeah, like, I didn't really like him. And then Terpsies came around. Mm. And we had to dance together. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> you always partnered with him. Yeah, so freshman year we were doing, like, Ain't No Mountain and I think that's, like, when I really started to, like, get to know him better and, like, mm. stop just judging him because I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was cool. I didn't really think anything of him. We were just friends. Mm-hmm. Um, partnered together again, like, junior year. That's when we got, like, really close. Mm-hmm. Just as friends, though. Like, he was just a really good friend. Mm-hmm. And then senior year... Like, I don't know. It just came out of the blue. I feel like <laughs> it was always, like, a bit of, like, sexual tension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, there was, girl. That's <laughs> so. why all the choreographers kept partnering you guys together because it was like, you guys together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. something that I was like, is that your girl? And you'd be like... No, no, no. We're not together. And I'd yeah, be like, no. okay. Yeah, we were just friends mm-hmm. for a while. I just, I liked the way he danced. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were partnered again, like, senior year. And I don't even know how I started liking him. It just, it just hit me in the face. Aww. Like, and then, like, I remember one time... I, like, went to his house, like, after practice, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm tired. Um, He's like, oh, like, you can take a nap. So, like, I took a nap, and he, like, woke me up, and he's like, "Um, well, I read online that the perfect nap is 90 minutes, so... I'm waking you up after 90 minutes. And then, like, he had, like, a plate of food and, like, 
And I was like, oh my god. Like, I think that's when I realized, like, I really liked him. Like, he was mad sweet. Yes, he's so caring. Like, that's, that's, that was still cute. I'm sorry. Okay, Maddie. So I was just like, I don't know. He was just like really thoughtful and, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, are you crying? <laughs> You're so sweet. Yeah, I know, me too. I'm sensitive to join the yeah, tribe. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> no, that was yeah. That was really sweet. And I always saw that in him. He had like a really sweet, just good heart. Like, yeah, like you know he's always mean? trying to like do the right thing and right. like say the right thing. Like he's yeah. always so worried about like being Ooh, on point. I like, know. We it, um we had um an open rehearsal event yesterday and then he's looking around and he asked me he's like hey, where's Nia he's like is she allowed to eat oh man he had this sandwich for you and I'm like you can go give it to her it's okay he's like oh I <laughs> I was just like oh that's right you the man you go take care of your girl yeah he's awesome yeah no he's so sweet I'm so excited that you feel that way about Maddie I love him <laughs> He's just really an awesome dude, and you're yeah, awesome. Cool. And you're I'm awesome. sure. Oh, thank you. You're so <laughs> sweet. Um, and I'm sure, like being with him has helped bring a lot of different things out of you. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because we have a little bit more time. Um, yeah. How has like being in this high school sweetheart relationship changed you as a young woman? Um. Like, I feel like um, it helped me out of high school a lot Mm -hmm. because I feel like I had, like, a really big falling out with my whole, like, entire friend group. Oh, yes. So, like, I wasn't really talking to anyone Mm -hmm. at the end of, like, high school. Mm -hmm. So, it was like, Maddie was there for me. And, like, he always told me, like, like, you don't always have to do what everyone wants you to do. Like, you could do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I never really thought about, like, life like that until he said right. it. And then I was like, wait, you're right. Like, mm-hmm. I could actually do, like, whatever I want to do. Like, I don't have to. I mean, like, I wasn't being rebellious or right. anything. But just, like, realizing that I have, like, complete control mm-hmm. over my life. Because I wow. was just, like going through life just like going through the motions like right going off to college when i didn't even want to go wow so it was just like he kind of helped me find like that voice inside like even mm-hmm. though i'm still kind of finding it right just like it's like a start you know mm-hmm. of like just coming out of my shell and yeah yeah just what do you think that was all about, like, kind of being ostracized or losing those friendships that you have? Do you think it was... I mean, I don't know the stories and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, not to say that there was gossip, because I just don't know. But as you're saying it, what I've been talking about with majority of the guests is, like, friendship. Because for me, when I was in high school, I had a 
a clique. We used to call each other the crew. Like, our group was called the crew. Mm-hmm. And I don't talk to any of those girls anymore. But, like, we grew up together. We were, like, Ace Boone, right-hand girl, everything. And to just kind of lose all of that, I kind of lost my identity because they were, like, people that knew everything about me, my support system, my my gang, like... I just was totally lost. And it happened in high school. So it happened like my junior year and I was completely alone. But because (coughs) my personality and how I am, like I was able to mingle. I mingled with a lot of people. I had my core group, but I mingled with a lot of people. So I wasn't like this loner, you know, eating lunch by myself. (laughs) But like I didn't have those connections. Like after school, we'd hang at each other's homes or go to my girl's um erica's house who lived right at the edge of the high school um and hang out there i didn't have that anymore it was just like okay after school's done like i you know Mm -hmm. going home you know and then i'm just like yeah i'm like it was devastating for me i mean i now all these years later now i could say like i'm over it but it took me years you know like because how do you just throw that away and and like i was so close with them and yeah we had such a great bond those were like literally my sisters and just like some random crap happened and some he say she he say she say happened Mm -hmm. and a girl in one of the group in in our group you know kind of spread this idea that I didn't want to be a part of them and it was like something said in passing like because I, I believe everyone started talking about each other and I was just over that and I was just like we're all friends like if you don't want to be if you don't like what she's doing just tell her mm-hmm. or don't talk to her you know so I was yeah. at that point where I was annoyed with the BS and I said something in confidence to that one friend and she like called a meeting it was so dramatic <laughs> like she called a meeting and like basically said everything verbatim that I had said in anger and was like all right well you're not down with us anymore and I was just like this is not what I wanted I was just tired of everybody talking about each other mm-hmm. like we're supposed to be friends yeah but it was like that's how it was and I'm like these are my sisters we've slept in each other's houses we've been through so much like this is it and they were it was dead serious like that was it like I I see the girls like randomly every maybe like 10 five years and they they seem cool and everything you know I probably wouldn't mind reconnecting even though that was a different time in my life I'm a totally different person but yeah it it was really traumatizing for me. So I'm just bringing this question up to you because, like, how is it for you? Like, high school, you're 21. High school was, what, three, four years ago? Yeah. Five years ago or something yeah, like that? Yeah, four, Yeah. And, like, for me, I remember four years out, I still was in that place. Even though I was getting new friends and in college and all this stuff, like, I still was in a very hurt place. So, yeah. Yeah. Um... No, I can definitely relate to what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like that's where Maddie helped a lot, too. Because mm-hmm. I feel like even though I was, like, without friends, right? he was always still there. And he was yeah. always still my friend. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
I feel like um, this falling out kind of made me realize like who was really my friend mm. because most now. of the falling out was like mostly it was like the guys had a lot to say mm. you know so I was like okay whatever like I need to be friends with you guys like right. it's whatever and like a few of them even hit my phone like months later like apologizing like long ass really? text like I miss yeah, you like we back. should chop it up blah blah blah, blah. Mm. but It'll be like that one time, and then I never hear anything again. Right. So it's just like okay, it's a moment they haven't. They're having like a, a little relapse, and then it passes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but like as for the girls, like I thought, like we were closer. Like mm-hmm. I thought, like we were gonna patch things up, and like right. we would still be friends today because. Like, I know, like, one of the girls, like, I really wasn't banging with her since, like, junior year anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like it really caused, like, mm-hmm. the separation. Because it's like everyone I mean. still hangs out with her. Right. But I don't. Right. So, it's like, when will, you know, they're not going to be like, oh, no, we're not hanging out with you because we're going to go hang out with Nia. Right. So, it's just like that whole group just, like, kind of just stayed together. Mm-hmm. Um... And, like, I get it. Like, a few of the girls, I knew that this is not going to be, like, a BFF, like, like, for the rest of our lives, like, Mm -hmm. friendship. But the one that I did see like that, like, I thought of her as a sister. And after all this happened, she kind of just, like, went ghost. Wow. For, like, two years. What? And then she, like, started popping up in my dreams. And I'm like, yo, like, maybe I need closure. Mm -hmm. So I hit her up. And she's like, oh, yeah, we can talk. And she was like, I honestly, like, I don't even know why I didn't hit you up. Wow. I was just afraid of, like, how you would react, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, geez, like, I thought we were friends. Like, why couldn't you just come talk to me? Like, Mm -hmm. even if it was bad, like, I feel like you should feel, yeah, like, feel comfortable enough to come and talk to me. Right. I thought we were cooler Mm -hmm. than that. So, um, yeah, as for me and her, like, I've been, I've, like, expressed the way I feel about her and telling Mm -hmm. her, like, she I feel like the way she treats me is like her last resort friend you know Mm, like all my other friends are busy so let me call her yes you know it's like that feeling and then when uh I don't want to say names Mm -hmm. yeah let's keep it (laughs) when another girl Mm -hmm. like like when they come home from school Mm -hmm. it's like then I definitely won't see her you know because she's hanging out with her because she's home right so is that the friend that you didn't bang with Mm. mm mm-hmm so they all kind of gravitated towards her. Right. So now that's like their whole group and yeah. Like all it, the other girls I just grew apart from. So. Is there some way? I mean, well, I guess at this point it doesn't matter because if there was like true connections, like they would make it work. Like even though if you don't hang out with this one friend, we still have like our connection on the side like you know I mainly do most things with the girl you don't mess with but when we get together it's like a real deep connection yeah exactly like um I feel like that's how like she's making it seem how it is and it's it's like not like yeah how am I trying to say this right now (laughs) 
it, basically you could see through the BS. Yeah. And maybe and she doesn't like, even realize that she's doing it too. I Yeah, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I've like told her multiple times like why I'm acting this way or like why I'm like hitting you up like like are we friends like because i'm the type to be like if we're friends like can i at least see you like once a month like not even once a month you shouldn't have to beg right i shouldn't have to like always hit you up like why do i always have to hit you up to chill right it's not an even balanced relationship it's probably something you need to let go of but what i what i'm even now on my journey of like not dealing with my husband anymore i'm digging deeper into people significant people in my life in my past that maybe things happen nothing bad but circumstances just didn't really line up Mm -hmm. or maybe it was a misunderstanding here but i'm reconnecting with them so i'm starting that like branch that olive branch and reaching out Because there's some of my past identity there that I lost through the the relationship I had with my husband and and also just through life passing by and doing stuff. So I'm like now tapping back. That's why I urge you. I'm like, oh, no, hit her up. Yeah, tell her. (laughs) Sorry. (coughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I've been like coughing crazy. I'm gonna edit this part out. <laughs> so sorry. Again, drink of water. That was so weird. It was like coming. But yeah, that's why I urge you like hit her up because like something could be there, you know? Yeah. And solitude is important, especially for the amount of time that one needs and I think like four years is a great is a great number yeah but I think it's now time even how I see with the company like you're opening up this is not the knee I knew even when you had those (laughs) friends you know what I mean like you're putting yourself out there you're doing all this stuff you're now in a different stage in your life you're ready to have community with people so I urge you to like Put yourself out there. And if you see if there was anyone in your past that had value or really made you feel good or really made you feel like Nia back then, reach out. See if the connection can be salvaged or if it's still there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we need that. You know, like our men, they love us down. They help build us up. They help us become even better women by dealing with them because they're like, children themselves and Mm -hmm. you know with so much nurturing and stuff we have to give them and all that so they they definitely aid us in that way and they're our friends you know they're our number one friends however they're not women you know and that's one of the reasons why I did this podcast because I wanted I know like phenomenal women and young women you know so like I wanted a space where, you know, we can all look back and listen to this and see where we were at at that time and learn and grow. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a thing about community with women that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's just like a good talk with a girlfriend can just lift you up and you're like, 
what? I feel like I could take over right. a world, you know? They get the men sees. They get when you're heartbroken and you're sick and you don't want to leave the bed off of, you know, emotional waves. They, we, we just get it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in ways that they can't understand. Right. And it helps balance us out because when we're just with, I feel when we're solely with a man, and I did this with my husband, like, just with him, you know, that's part of one of our issues I just didn't have a sense of identity outside of him. And um, when you're able to balance that part out, you will be a better, you'll be better in your relationship for him too. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You know, because there's things you can say with women that you can't say with them and that you should not say with them. Mm -hmm. There's things he should not hear about, even though he's your best friend. Like he, the testosterone in us has to be suppressed when we're dealing with them, and that's also a toxic thing. We can't really suppress something naturally that's coming out. So the way we, the way we get it out is with our girls. You know, like, mm. oh, I hate that BS. Like, <laughs> oh, I just want to like kill him, or I want to do this, and I, you know, and then you go back and you're like, hey, baby. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it evens you out in a way that <clears throat> you can't do. Even if you you bang with like a whole bunch of dudes, you know, they they'll understand you, they'll let you rock, they'll let you rock or whatever, but they won't <laughs> understand. They won't yeah. like overstand you as as my girl Summer would say. They won't overstand. So I, I urge you to dip into that because solitude could be very depressing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've experienced that a little bit. Yeah. Because it, it's like I haven't found um, like anyone who like makes me feel like I had just like a, a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't found that connection since like I made that connection like in middle school right, with these girls. Like, right. And just like going to community college is like hard because. I don't know. You're not, like, at the school all the you're time. Not, you're not, like... a very grown situation. You go in, you mm-hmm. do your class, and you leave. Exactly. So it's, yeah. like, going out and making friends is, like... Mm-hmm. It's difficult, especially in Jersey. Right. There's nothing going on. Right. Like, yeah, maybe I can go to the city and make friends, but then I'll have city friends, and I gotta go to the yeah, city all the time. Yeah, you gotta travel. It's true. You know, it's, like... I'm just like a little stuck here. I just right. like don't know which direction to go in. But mm-hmm. yeah, I keep saying I, I gotta um, head over to Broadway and take class. Yeah, and then hopefully, like I'll meet someone who and came connect. over the bridge exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah, they're out and, there. They're yeah. definitely out there. And um, my friend Jasmine was telling me about like there's Tumblr groups. Like there's Tumblr groups. I gotta get the details on that. But there's Tumblr groups where there's people that like the same things you like and have the same interests. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, meetups, apparently. So you can, like, hang out with those people and then start making connections. It was real dope. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, I'm in this group on Tumblr. And, you know, we're into, like, sci-fi books and whatever. And, like, she's met friends through that. And I'm like that's dope so like there's a community on there where you can find out your interests and then be in a group with people like-minded people yeah so 
I think that's pretty awesome. Maybe that's I'm find more information about that because that's something I even want to tap into. Like I have my best friend in Florida who I love. Shout out to you, Natasha, and my girl Takla from Jersey. Like we've been rocking since middle school. We got close after school, but shouts out to you too. Um, my girl Summer. We don't connect all the time, but when we do, it's always great. And I'm actually gonna be going to dc with tori so you know oh, nice. we're gonna start building our like nice little relationship and stuff so it's it's cool things happening i'm like yeah. really excited about it so yeah i feel like good things are coming in the new year yeah Definitely. yeah absolutely so my last questions for you mm-hmm. since we like segued into other places <laughs> um what would you tell your 14 year old self Oh, man. My 14-year-old self. Mm-hmm. I would tell her to not stop dancing mm-hmm. because I took that break. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, just not stop dancing in the studio, you know? Right, right. Because I left my studio and all I was doing was terpsies. Oh, And I yeah. feel like that's what really, like... It really messed me up. Yeah. Cause like now, like getting back into it, like my body is just like it's, it's like just, sit no. down, girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like no. What are you doing? Like, yeah. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would tell her just don't stop. Yeah, don't stop. Keep dancing. I love yeah. that. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is dark green. Ooh, yeah. dark, like a hunter green? Like hunter green, Oh, yeah. wow. I love green, but I don't, love, I don't love those dark ones. I mean, now I'm getting more into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've noticed that you've liked this like that color all these years and it looks great on you well, thank you so like i'm trying to be more open to different shades of green but mm-hmm. I, my favorite is like that mint green and that That's olive great too. Yeah. yeah like yeah i love all greens oh. but i really love the dark it's just yeah something about it. oh that's dope <laughs> the girl from stomp the yard liked green too i remember that i was like so <laughs> random in the movie i was like oh i like green too so, have you become the woman you've always wanted to be? Uh, not yet. Ooh, I like not that. Not yet, no. Like, I feel like I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm on the right path, and, like, I can feel that. Right. But I know that I haven't reached my full potential. Wow. So, I like yeah. that. And what advice would you give other women? Um, I would just tell other women to just like accept yourself and just you know like how do I put this we might have to edit this little blank no it's okay yeah yeah just keep thinking girl (laughs) I'm gonna edit that out I got a lot of edits already I candle issue (laughs) (laughs) coughing like a crazy person Okay, so the advice I would give other women is to be yourself unapologetically Mm. because I feel like, especially as women, you're always trying to like live up to this image and, you know, like portray a certain like, I don't know, just like be this perfect this perfect girl or mm-hmm. whoever you're trying to be 
Like, I don't see why being yourself isn't enough. Right. You know? Oh, nice. So, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to coin that. I don't <laughs> see why being yourself isn't enough. I'm going to put that on the, on the gram. Yeah, I feel like especially, like, because there's only one you. Mm-hmm. Like, no one else can be you, no matter how hard they try. Right. So, I feel like you should embrace that, no matter right. what. So... What would you, bonus question, mm-hmm. what would you, um, how would you advise people on shy people, like how to approach them, how to deal with them? Like, cause I feel like only shy people, I was shy when I was really young, but I don't remember that experience, but I feel like only shy people can convey that advice accurately, you know, mm-hmm. like because you know they know the fears they know like the apprehension and all that stuff like what would feel comfortable I feel like um with like being shy like you just have to start small mm-hmm. like just really take baby baby steps mm-hmm. because I feel like if you try to put yourself out there like into like big groups like yeah. you know have an anxiety attack right. like, I, I get anxiety like <laughs> so I just feel like you really got to, you know, find someone who you're comfortable with and then mm-hmm. maybe from there, like, hang out with their friends right. and then, like, build off of other people if you can. Right. Like, not try to go at it by yourself mm-hmm. if you're really, like, that shy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I like, like friends are, are good in that sense for support. I like so. that. <laughs> That's awesome. I like yeah. that. Thank you so much for being here with me. I honor you you as an awesome, beautiful, young, black, talented woman. And (laughs) I just want to thank you for allowing us to know part of your story. And I can't wait to continue watching you and see what you develop and evolve into. So thank thank you you. so much, Allison. I had a great time. Yeah, this is so cool. Thank you. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments. It really helps us to get our content more refined and I find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear, as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say. It really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level. So for all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review. I'm going to close this episode with one of my words. We discover our strength when we review our stories. Thank you.